Buenos días from BA. This is a Rorschach Venezuela update from the 21st of September 2023. A quick summary of what's going down in Venezuela. Enjoy it, cause this is the last one. On Monday the 18th, the United States made serious allegations against Venezuelan businessman Orlando Contreras Saab. The U.S. accused him of being the leader behind a multi-million dollar bribery scheme. He allegedly received bribes on behalf of Bielma Mora, the former governor of Tachira State, and other officials to secure $340 million in CLAP contracts, which is a Venezuelan government food distribution initiative. Contreras Saab is suspected to have teamed up with Colombian businessman Álvaro Pulido, who has ties to Colombian businessman Alex Saab, currently on trial for money laundering in the United States. In 2016, Contreras Saab reportedly met Bielma Mora to finalize the corrupt deal and received a substantial multi-million dollar reward of $1.6 billion. And if all this wasn't enough, the U.S. government has offered a bounty of $10 million for the capture of Pulido. In more international news, on Friday the 15th, Maduro had a chance to catch up with UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres at the G77 Plus China Summit in La Habana, Cuba. During their friendly conversation, Maduro sought Guterres' support in urging the United States to lift sanctions against his government. At the summit, Maduro underscored his commitment to multilateralism and respect for international law. This meeting marked their first in-person encounter since 2018. Fast forward to Sunday the 17th, Maduro returned to Venezuela after his tour, which included stops in China, Algeria and Cuba. Once landed in Venezuela, he talked about the positive outcomes and bilateral agreements achieved, with a particular emphasis on the close relationship with China and the promising prospects in tourism, trade and educational cooperation. Additionally, he highlighted the success of the G77 Plus China Summit in Cuba, where other nations commended Venezuela for its unwavering commitment. Maduro made it clear that despite being abroad, he remained deeply engaged in national affairs. Speaking of national affairs, things in Yapacana National Park are getting ugly. On Thursday the 14th, the UN issued a call for a quote, reduction in tension, unquote, in Yapacana National Park, Amazonas, in response to the intense clashes that occurred between the National Bolivarian Armed Forces, or FANB, and illegal miners. To understand the situation, we need to go back to Wednesday the 13th when it all began. The eviction of the Cacique mine was part of Operation Autana, which aimed at removing illegal miners from the area. According to the FANB, they have already expelled over 12,000 illegal miners from the Venezuelan Amazon since the 1st of July. They maintain that they have adhered to human rights and the legal framework while outsing the miners. 
The United Nations has now offered to assist in investigating the situation and finding solutions. As of now, two miners have died and six military personnel were injured. The UN keeps an eye on Venezuela. On Wednesday the 20th, the UN dropped a report giving a thumbs down to the Venezuelan state TV show Con el Mazo Dando, where Diosdado Cabello plays host, for repeatedly targeting opposition members and making criminal accusations against them. The report expressed concern about the safety of opposition members as Cabello's statements have led to their detention in the past. The report goes all the way back to 2020, citing all sorts of human rights violations and strongly condemns activists, unionists, journalists and politicians' repression through intimidation and surveillance tactics. But it doesn't end there. The report also highlights cases of harassment directed at NGOs, including the 100% Estrogen Association, which is a women's rights advocacy organization. In shocking news on Thursday the 14th in Ciudad Huachana, Bolivar State, a 32-year-old woman named Maria Elena Pinto was apprehended on suspicion of kidnapping children for organ trafficking. The incident occurred in the Moscow neighborhood of the Karoni municipality following reports from local residents. Around 200 people gathered and confronted her before the police intervened to ensure her safety. The local community has linked her to a criminal group known as Los Justos. In her confession, Pinto admitted to abducting five children and delivering them to individuals who allegedly killed them to harvest their organs. The kidnapped children were between two and five years old. On a lighter note, on Sunday the 17th, the National Primary Commission in Venezuela revealed the ballot design for the opposition's primary elections, which are set to take place on the 22nd of October. The ballot includes 13 slots with the pre-candidates and, interestingly, it omits the parties that are backing them, making it easier to form last-minute political alliances. When voters head to the polls, they will simply mark a single oval next to the name of their preferred candidate. The process is self-managed and doesn't rely on support from the National Electoral Council, as the council does not endorse these elections. There will be over 3,000 polling centers in Venezuela and more than 5,000 abroad. Speaking of elections, on Saturday the 16th, Enrique Capriles, the former governor of Miranda and a candidate in the primary elections for the Primera Justicia party, took to his social media accounts to announce a temporary suspension of his activities, citing, quote, personal and family reasons, unquote. Recently, Capriles and his wife, Valeria Valle, joyfully had their third child, the newborn arrives prematurely and requires special care, according to journalist Darvinson Rojas. Moving on, on Friday the 15th, the prosecutor's office launched an investigation into the comedian Brainel Zambrano, who is better known as Latiti, on charges of alleged incitement to hatred, discrimination and public ridicule. This well-known comedian became the center of controversy following 
the release of a video in which he made offensive remarks about individuals with disabilities. Although he issued apologies on Instagram, the prosecutor's office, led by Attorney General Tarek William Saab, will continue with the investigation. To watch the video, click on the link in the show notes. The coastlines of Punta Cardón and Tiguadare in the state of Falcón are still grappling with oil pollution stemming from four underwater pipeline leaks that have persisted for over a month. The crude oil spill has reached this area due to a shift in wind direction, inflicting significant damage on the boats and fishermen working in the vicinity. On Saturday the 16th, journalist Irene Revisa said that there were four spills comprising two of gas and two of oil, which were actively occurring and have been ongoing since November 2019. The oil leaks from PDVSA's underwater pipelines have had a detrimental impact on more than 5,000 fishing families, with some being compelled to relocate due to the contamination resulting from the spills. In other news, on Friday the 15th, the Juan Vicente Gómez International Airport in San Antonio del Táchira, which had been closed for 11 years, finally went back into action with flights operated by the state airline Conviasa. According to Freddy Bernal, Táchira's governor, the reopening will significantly boost domestic travel and spur tourism. Substantial enhancements have been made to the airport's facilities, including the installation of high-tech cameras to provide continuous surveillance. Good news! On Thursday the 14th, Kiana Angulo, a young Venezuelan talent, took the stage at Fenway Park to sing the United States National Anthem as part of the celebrations for Hispanic Heritage Day. At just 10 years old, Kiana donned a Boston Red Sox jersey with pride while representing Venezuela in an event that celebrated the Latin identity in the United States. Her captivating performance was a highlight of the pre-game festivities leading up to the showdown between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees. José Antonio Abreu's dream of creating a worldwide orchestra and choir based in Venezuela is coming true. This ensemble brings together musicians from diverse nations who have been trained in programs inspired by Venezuela's national system of youth and children's orchestras and choirs. With a total of 143 musicians, including 63 hailing from three different continents, It's a significant global musical initiative. The inaugural concert, featuring the works of renowned composers, is scheduled for the 23rd of September at Caracas's Simón Bolívar Hall. The tickets for this concert are free, but they will only be available at the National Center for Social Action through music from the 21st of September. And that's it for this week. Thank you for joining us and for being here for the ride. As we said in the intro, this will be the last episode of the Venezuela update for now. Unfortunately, due to a lack of growth in audience and revenue, we are forced to cancel the show. We are hopeful that one day we will bring the show back, and when we do, we'll let you know via social media and our website. 
All the old episodes will still be available on our website and the podcast listening platforms as usual. If there is anything you'd like to share with us, please email us at podcast at Adios. Thank you.